I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I must confess that uh, that dream that I had that day has a many points turned into a nightmare. Now, I'm not one to lose hope. I keep on hoping. Uh, I still have faith in the future. But I've had to analyze many things over the last few years, and I would say over the last few months. I've gone through a lot of soul-searching and agonizing moments. And I've come to see that uh, we have uh, many more difficult days ahead. And some of the old optimism was a little superficial. And now it must be tempered with a solid realism. And I think the realistic fact is that we still have a long, long way to go. New Year, man. I mean, we got just Dr. King's birthday. I mean, we got you know, yeah, a lot of things to be thankful for. I mean, you know, it's, it's things I really wish we could talk about, but it's just so much, so much that comes with it. Got to be careful, man, nowadays. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. that cancel culture is real. So yeah, it's it true. It but I, I think, I think that no matter what we <clears throat> tackle as far as you know the topics, I think that we are mature enough to be able to address things and, and share our opinions in a way that's not particularly offensive. You can't, you're never going to give opinions without somebody being offended. That's true now that I think about it. Yeah, um, but I think that we're able to not be particularly offensive, mm -hmm. you know, in the way that we, yeah. we bring forth. Because I, I watch and listen to some podcasts where it's just like, you know, this is what I feel. <clears throat> I don't care what you think. You know, really abrasive. I don't oh, yeah. think we come across in that, in that way. So. I think, I think, I think, if that does come across, I think Gary on our last, on the last video that's been released, mm -hmm. uh, the Kanye one, I think Gary handled that one with the response very well. Oh yeah. And I think that collectively, if we did decide to um, respond to some heckler or someone that mm -hmm. feels opinionated or feel like they're a they're offended of what mm -hmm. we said. I think collectively we should engage in that same time. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Professional, yeah. loving. Exactly. Kind, because, you know, because again, that. it's all what we're sharing. We're not sharing cold, hard facts most right. of the time. Yeah, most of the, exactly. most of what we share yeah. are our mm -hmm. personal opinions and beliefs mm -hmm. and, and convictions. Right. And other people have other ones that right. may oppose them. <clears throat> and so for sure. them to share, don't bother me at yeah. all. Even as, sure. even as, even as, trying to find a, a, a soft way to describe the comment that we're talking about. Um, even as aggressive as, you know, s certain comments may be that may be opposing to what we what we think right. or, you know, uh, heckling, like you say. Uh, for me, I'm peace and love, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that you have your opinion. Thank you for, for number one, thanks for watching the video. Yeah, exactly. you know, first and foremost, <laughs> yeah, exactly. thanks for watching because clearly you watched it right. all the way. That's right. Yeah. And then number two, thanks for commenting because you're helping yeah. our algorithm. Yeah. So God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Go in peace. That's right. I have no issue with that. Me neither, bro. Me that don't bother me at all. I look at, I mean, think about 
the most <laughs> successful people in the world in their internet presence. They got people non stops twenty four seven that are heckling them, talking junk, you know, all that kind of all day long. Yeah. You gotta you gotta either address it in love or ignore right. it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. That's right. Yep. So uh, if you guys uh if you had twenty four hours to live, where would you go, what would you do, and who would you be with? Wow. <laughs> Family. Family for sure. Yeah. Only thing the first first yeah. and only thing that comes to my mind is family. Same here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh I, I like, you know, I think about maybe traveling or you know, trying to do something wild or bucket list type stuff. But if I oh, knew it was just on the phone and raising a raising a plane and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I only got twenty four yeah. hours, I'm I'm gonna be around my family. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna spend that time on the phone calling and saying, Listen, y'all I don't know how I got this revelation, but it's only 24 hours. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So I'm going to need y'all to all come to my mama's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to, you know, have one last get together, whatever. We're going to cry. We're going to pray. We're going to laugh and all of that. See, that's a good point. Before you even get to that point, right? Let's say that that's real, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is a good conversation to have because one thing that I have not started is my will. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that should be in discussions with everyone. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no agree. matter how old you are, mm-hmm. you should get things prepared. Get them in order, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 really, mm-hmm. as soon as you, once that thought really triggers your mind or hits your mind, you mm-hmm. should start at least jotting some bullet points or some thought process down mm-hmm. of who's going to have what or whatever, you know, put yeah. things in order. Yeah. So that's a good, really, that's really a good question to have as mm-hmm. far as 24 hours. But definitely I'd be with my family. Sure. I'd definitely be with my family. Same so, here. Yeah, yeah. Be with my wife, parents, you know, yeah. stuff like that, my brothers and things. I, I think that... Uh, I might text you guys. You know. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be over there. Yeah. Show, no, up. Right, right. We'll show up. Right. Show up. Right. You mentioned in the point about the will. I think it's important to mention, especially in our community, mm-hmm. because traditionally or historically we think of people having a will as some people with you know massive estates yeah. Yeah. but the truth of the matter is is that no matter what your assets are if they're small or big yeah. when you leave here yeah. you don't want there to be any confusion yeah. or problems with among your family or or the government or whoever you want it to be as seamless as possible yeah. in order to make yeah. The grieving process is that yes. much easier for those yes. who you leave behind. Yeah. Yeah. And so no matter if you got, you know, $100 in the bank or $100 million in the mm-hmm. bank, you need right. to have something set in place where your assets are automatically handled. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? Exactly right. When, yeah. you, when you leave, because we're all leaving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, let's be real. And looking at setting up a trust, you know, that's something. Important. That's yeah. important. That's really what I, I want to start studying and getting yep. up on. Yeah. That's, uh, trust is, uh, yeah. That's if you got kids and stuff, you got your <clears> wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything happens, it's protected. Right. Know, kids don't got to go to probate and all that stuff. So. Yeah, because that's, that's, yeah. It, it can get ugly, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. I mean, um, yeah, only, the only reason I thought of, like, this is a song by the locks, man, it just popped in my head. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. I was thinking about that too. It was <laughs> yeah. playing in my head when you asked that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just an interesting thought. I mean, mm-hmm. do, do y'all ha- <clears throat> have anything that y'all had to clear with anybody, like apologies or anything? Um,. Mike's like one or or two, maybe one or two, maybe. But I I think it will just be instead of a a flat out apology, it would be more reiterating. Like, listen, I hope you know that when Mm -hmm. I apologized or made whatever, tried to get whatever right, that I really meant that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be able to say it no more after today. Mm -hmm. Right. right. So I just want to make sure that you, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But I've been I've been blessed enough in my life to come to a point 
where a lot of the wrongs and the crazy stuff that I've mm-hmm. done and experienced throughout my life has been corrected in, in one way or another. Pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm experiencing a stretch of time <clears throat> where, um, I mean, I don't. I'm not making enemies these days. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I'm, I'm abiding in love and peace with with people who are who are coming in contact with as much as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real good, man. That's yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any other thoughts about that? Yeah, it's a lot of thoughts, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're talking about, cause see, I got a brother I haven't talked to in 12 years. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And if I had 24 hours, how do I reach him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? How do I? engage with him i got a brother that haven't met my kids wow you see what i'm saying so how do you deal with that and if you watching it jerry Jerry, watching jerry the the first thing i want to say is is that i apologize i have no idea what i've done you know what i mean but i apologize i forgive you i just want you to forgive me you see what i'm saying i think that's important for us to start um, considering Mm -hmm our our life and how valuable time is <clears throat> you know what i'm saying wow Absolutely. yeah and how um, valuable time is yeah it is it really is and guess what these gray hairs is not going away mm-hmm. i'm getting more mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. and and the further and, and i'm 10 years older i'm even younger than my brother man i looked mm-hmm. up to my brother man he don't i don't think he realized how much i looked up to him mm-hmm. yeah and then this past you know 12, 15 years that I haven't seen him or whatnot, it's like, dude, I'm not even the same person I was. Exactly. To, you you, you yeah. see what I'm saying? You it's won't like, even. What would the right. conversation even be? Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't, right, I don't right. Know, brother. Where would you even start? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. And the thing is, he has kids and he has uh, children that's, that's old that never met me. Mm-hmm. And, and then. I'm not going to say it hurt or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just that it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. It's like confusing. Right. You got family out there that, right. yeah. that you don't even. Right. Yeah. You know, you, it's just so weird, man. Yeah. Nah, I can't. I, I understand can't. exactly man. what you're saying. Man. You know, that's it's, definitely it's, weird. Strange, man. Yeah. I had a I had a cousin that I was estranged from for. It wasn't nearly that long. It was probably about six or seven years. And I mentioned it to y'all before. Mm-hmm. Um. But it got to a point where I was like, I can't, I, I, I don't feel comfortable living my life knowing that somebody who is this close to me mm-hmm. lives in the same city. Not even just, <laughs> not even just close to me as far as blood so related, true, but we're in wow. close proximity to one another. Yes. I'm 20 minutes away from where you live. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. It got to a point where I made up in my mind, like, I'm going to at least reach out because if mm-hmm. if it, if we live our lives and never come back to to, to one another, yeah. it won't be because of me. Yeah, right. It won't be because right. I haven't made the effort. Right. And I think right. I'm at the point where family is so, so critically important. Yeah. Um, that's why the, the 24-hour things, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. The most important thing to me in this world is my loved ones. Yeah. There's no, no amount of money, no amount of status, mm-hmm. no amount of fame, whatever yeah. could ever reach how important my family is to me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel, man. And I think for me, if I had 24 hours, everybody that is in my life right now, everybody that I can reach and communicate with, I'd be able to reach them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I, would, I would just do that and that would pretty much be it. You know, because yeah. I mean, yes, everybody's in my life at this point, I would say it's, it's just meant to be. Yeah. You know, and like you said, if it's people you can't reach, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Right, right. right. But you can only really focus in, in that That's matter true. of time. And even in, in the life that we have now, you know, you could live another 50, 60 years you have to just focus on who you can 
reads it right now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. And people that are in your life are here. They're here for a reason. Yeah. Family, yeah. friends, whomever. So yeah, sure. That's, that's how I feel about it. You know? Sure. But I have no apologies, no regrets, you know, about relationships or anything like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that would be pretty easy for me. And this is not a downer, people. This is just something <laughs> that we have to talk about. <laughs> no, it's for real life. You no, know, it's true. So, yeah. right. yeah, true. So those two things, the 24 hours, who you be with, and the, and those things, the will, trusts, and different yeah. things like that. Definitely. Those are valuable things to think of. And, and like, like you said, like brought up in our community, mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. community, a, a lot of times we just were not taught that. No. We yeah, were just not, not taught not that taught at all. That, yeah. you know? and, and that's one thing that, you know, this, this is Martin Luther King's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something to really consider when you think about that. Like a lot of the struggles in the '60s and different things that you know our our forefathers or our ancestors mm-hmm. what, what they focus and not what they focused on what they faced mm-hmm. yeah. so to speak and and when I when you fast forward to how we are acting now in social media and different things like that you you would think like okay is this something that we struggle for mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like a lot of the social media antics and different things that's going on and and and. And trust me, I'm not judging anybody. It's just yeah. what you see. You can yeah. only tell by what you see. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Where you see a lot of rappers or, you know, like you said, lashes and, you know, certain <laughs> things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It gets overboard, yeah. right? Like, it gets yeah. overboard. And you will see, you got, um, who's the who's the sharecropper? Um, um, is it Fanny? Um, I can't even think of her name. I just saw her video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I can't think it. Uh, Hamer. Fanny Lou Hamer. Oh, yeah, Fanny Lou Hamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanny Lou Hamer, man. When you see what she went through and how powerful her her struggle was and her fight was. Yeah. I'm not know, familiar just, with her story. Uh, she was a sharecropper, man, that basically wanted to go down and vote. Okay. You know, and she got beaten and, and the whole crowd oh, got wow. beat. Man, it's long. I'll, I'll okay. send you the video. Yeah, you, okay. You okay. get a chance. And it's very interesting when you can see a... Oh, a, that's when you sent me, she was testifying in Congress. She was God, testifying. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then Congress shut her off for that 15 minutes because yeah. Lyndon mm. B. Johnson mm. had... Uh, Rushed to the podium to talk about squat. Talk about nothing, yeah. man. Yeah, and then by the time he uh, went off, mm. she was standing up and walking off. Yeah, it was set up. And that's the, that's the thing that I think that's very important for us to consider and realize, right? Mm. Like... Um, with Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you have a lot of those guys that came on the scene, man. Are we really hearing them? Have we actually heard what they were talking about and what the struggles were? Mm-hmm. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I don't I don't know if the, the the children today can relate to the experience that they had mm-hmm. back then. You know what I'm saying? No, they can't. You know, they cannot. Right. And I'm like, you know, and even I have it, right, mm-hmm. in some regards. Now I face some racial issues or whatnot, mm-hmm. right? Same. But I think that from learning from this is me, right? Learning from what they uh, went through strengthened me mm-hmm. when I came across that situation, mm-hmm. right? And because even learning from my dad, man, shoot, my dad was born in 1936. Mm-hmm. You know, you, who knows what he saw? He told me all types of stuff. Right, right. But to know that when you talk to the man, it's as if he never went through anything at all. And I think that that is the whole idea of the walk, mm-hmm. right? When you talk to me, who are you talking to? You don't know my experience. You don't know what I've been through, but but it's how God made me to be right now, so I can be um, a I can be an example to those that came after me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's the 
Uh, the thought process, and that's kind of what I gather from Martin Luther King and, and like I said, Malcolm X. Like, you can't forget Malcolm X. So I, I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think with a lot of people, they look at Malcolm X in the wrong light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that you, if you really listen to this man, <laughs> he actually hit on some very, very powerful topics. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is um, I'm, I'm not sure if people took a step back um, to really hear him out, to mm-hmm. see what he was talking about, you know what I'm saying? I think that they just saw an angry black man, but it's a little <laughs> bit more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially like, later on in his, in his, uh, yeah, I don't know, call it ministry. Yeah, yeah especially yeah, later yeah, on in his yeah. ministry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, y'all, don't crucify me for this. Mm-hmm. But Who throughout him right now, <laughs> <laughs> but and y'all either, please. But throughout my life, I have, and this is. Let me say it first, and then I'll say that part. I have resonated more with people like James Baldwin, Malcolm X, much, much more than I've resonated with people like uh, Martin Luther King. Now, not to deny his influence, not to deny the 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 drive and the passion that he had, not to deny the effect of his service um, at all. I, I mean, I have the utmost respect for him and everything that he said and did and went through. Um, but as far as the the speeches, the interviews, the things that that spoke most to me as as an individual mm-hmm. came from, and top of the line for me is Jimmy Baldwin. Top of the line as far as the the activists in that era, mm-hmm. followed closely by Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the nature of the person that I am, even though I seek to to um, experience peace, I think there's a there's a yeah, but there's an edge there, though. There's an edge that comes along with the speeches of people like Malcolm X, James Baldwin, and, and people who fell in kind of that category mm-hmm. um, versus the the speeches of Malcolm X. And I, I think that, I mean, uh, Martin Luther King, um, and I think that the, I think that there's a lot at play, number one, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, leaders that are put in, in front of us. I think there's a lot at play, especially when they are accepted by mass media. Yeah. There's a lot more mm-hmm. at play yeah. mm-hmm. um, because they have to. Interesting. I mean, they, we can go back to slavery. There's the the people that were intended to translate the masses' words to the slaves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not not saying that that's what this was at all by any means. Please don't misunderstand me. Um, but I do. I do think that there is a certain level of charisma that Martin Luther King had, which is one of the reasons why he was elevated mm-hmm. as much as he was. Um, not taken away from his speeches, not taken away right. from his effects. Uh, but the reason why Malcolm X was pushed to the back was because of his more like, no, this has to happen for us. We got to get... Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quiet. No, you're right. No, you're no, no. Yeah, Speak on yeah, it. No, I, well, the reason why I say I'm be quiet is because I feel like it's easy. To, I know y'all understand me, but I don't mm-hmm. want the wrong impression to be received on yeah. the, the end of the viewer. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it if you don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, for, for me, and this is just me personally, this has no bearing on what I feel like the black community at large should feel or should receive or whatever. But for me... Um, if I'm going to, if I'm in my mind where I want to receive wisdom from an activist in the '60s, mm-hmm. I'm going straight to Jimmy Baldwin or Malcolm X. Yeah, that's just for me. Yeah. 
Um, I, I really appreciate that entire time period in the black community because it it was it was a catapult. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had we had the experience of slavery, then we had the experience of uh, abolition, and then um, um, emancipation, and then you know the the early days of Jim Crow and sharecropping and all of those things. It was it was a progression that was kind of a a slow progression in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then there was a period where these great men and women, um, you know, all of the activists in the in the what became known as the civil rights movement, it was almost like it would press fast forward on our position in this country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what what disappoints me is I feel like we we fast forwarded so far, and then we got to a point where we are today, mm-hmm. where it's almost either stagnant mm-hmm. or either moving in the wrong direction. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm disappointed by that. Uh, I would like to see. <clears throat> Maybe, you know, we can we can guide the discussion that way at some point. How we can recreate that, because I know we have things like Black Lives Matter and and some of these other you know movements that are kind of like fireworks. Almost they pop off in certain parts of the country and they get really hot, really fast and blah, blah, blah. But then they start to burn out. They seem like they burn out. Um, The civil rights movement kept its momentum. You know what I mean? How can we recreate that? How can we go from where we stand today, where we got, I don't know if y'all saw these Martin Luther King flyers. Have y'all seen those? Mm-hmm. No. I got to show that to you. Uh, Boyce Watkins posted it yesterday. Uh, they're like club flyers with Martin Luther King's face. Like one of them got his hand like this, talking to money. One of them got it doing like this. And it's, it's wild. Right. Where we are today, I would like to figure out amongst <clears throat> intelligent black people, people who are looking to progress our community. How can we go from where we stand today in this country to get to another catapult that fast forward mm-hmm. again? How can we repeat that process? It couldn't have been just lightning in a bottle. Right. It, it, it can happen again because it's happened in other countries all over the world. <clears throat> no, I just, I, I echo a lot of the same sentiments. I, I look at, uh, I think Martin, because he was trying to, he had a pacifist approach. Mm-hmm which means you're in a more of a negotiating mindset mm-hmm. and you're focused on trying to repair and recover something and have a situation be better than it was looking for two parties to come together that don't get along. Don't see, eye, don't see eye to eye. And at the end you want them to be together. So you make some concessions, mm-hmm. you don't come with the edge. Like you talked about with Baldwin and, and Malcolm. So he was looking towards, you know, trying to achieve that goal of, of peaceful unity. Whereas I think Malcolm was speaking from the standpoint of this is this is the reality of what it is. And I'm not going to sugarcoat the message. I'm not going to tone it down to appease anybody because they don't do anything to appease us. Why should I? You know what right. I mean? So I definitely think I, 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 I also look more to him. And I think people had a misunderstanding of him I think so and too. accused him of almost being like a, a, a racist in his own right. And I, I don't think that's what it was. Again, mm-hmm. I think he was... He was speaking on what he saw and um, just, again, telling the reality of what I think he was he was he was faced with, what he experienced and what he went through in his life. But I also think on the media side, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that um, I don't think it was just MLK's charisma. Mm -hmm. And I've talked I've talked to the three of you all about this already. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it was just his charisma as far as why he was catapulted and why he was put, he was given more limelight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because his message was peaceful. All right. That's the right. only reason. Yeah. All right. He had charisma. Malcolm had charisma. Sure. He had a following. Malcolm had a following. You know, the only reason he was given the limelight he was, especially in national media, is because his message was peaceful. Mm-hmm. And they would rather have a peaceful leader out front rather than one who would basically tell you to grab grab your rifle if they're coming for you. Don't sit up there and sit up there and let them beat you. Let them Mm -hmm. bring fire hoses out, pull your guns out, and you you face what you deal with the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They wanted the the more peaceful narrative for to to address us than one of one of one of violence. You know what I mean? And um Again, I'm not going to go into again. I've, I've talked to you all at length about you know just the the different statements that have come out from government officials mm-hmm. around that time for what was really going on, and who they gave the microphone to, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely because they wanted a, a more of a peaceful message than one that was going to tell us you know to to defend ourselves. Docile. And it's this exactly yeah. the leadership was always going to want to docile and a uh, a submissive uh, public. Yeah. And Martin's message, and again, I'm not trying to disparage him. Right. I'm not trying to, you know, give any, not take anything away from what he did. And the love in his message, I completely respect and honor that 100%. You know 100%. what I mean? No ands, ifs, buts about it. But it was, it was a more, it was a more convenient message for the masses than what Martin and James Baldwin were saying. Because it wasn't, you know, the... I'm going to love you regardless, and I'm going to make sure I, I kind of just, you know, keep praying and waiting until you get there. Whereas Martin and, I'm sorry, Malcolm and, and James were like, no, it has to be done now. We're not going to negotiate. I'm not asking you. Yeah, this right. is how it has to be. You know and, what I mean? And literally with that mentality, though, what I love about Brother Malcolm is that he shows you that when you hold the mirror up to society in a militant manner. Yes. That's what they vilify you for. They yes. make it your problem. Absolutely. Their sins are your problem. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's what he was trying to really, really, and that's what we need to even understand even now. Right. Like the problems that you have with how I look are not my problem, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you hold that mirror up, Mm -hmm. then they want to gun you down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, uh, I was listening to a a Baldwin interview on, uh, I think he was talking to the Dick, uh, was it Dick Cavett, Dick Cavill, what was his name? Uh, Anyway, he was doing an interview on, on TV. Yeah. And uh, and they were asking him about some of the more rambunctious movements in the civil rights, like the more that that perceived violent or whatever. And he said he was like, you can look at other countries in the world. He said when Polish people, when the uh, uh, Israelis and other white faces or whiter faces than us Mm -hmm. have taken up arms against oppressive governments or against um, that, you know, that type of thing. That's great. Any other time that you've seen that and that and that white face, and I'm not trying to say this to be racist. By say it what it is, man. Yep. That face says, I'm I, I'm holding, you, you see that image yeah. with a man with a rifle yeah. that says, give me liberty, give me freedom or give me death. Mm-hmm. The world cheers. Yeah. The world cheers yeah. because that's what we are about. We're yeah. about freedom. Yeah. You can't take that person's freedom. But if you see a black face. Yeah. The exact same phrase, word for word, give me liberty or give me death, yeah. then he's a villain. Yep. He's a danger. He's a threat. Yeah. There's no longer the, the cheers and the hurrahs and the parades and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. But go ahead. That, that's just ties yeah. into what you're saying. I, I think the, ops, the 
the hypocrisy and the double standards in the, you know in the country we live in are, are I've seen, mm-hmm. and that that's a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like you said, the, the same thing can happen in both ways, but it's always gonna be bad for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love what Dr. King stood for. I really do, mm-hmm. but it is painful to to know, no matter how much you love and forgive and and, and try and um, you know line up with everything, you get beat over the head anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you you come to a point in your life like when is enough enough mm-hmm. you know i mean it you know i get tired of going into restaurants and stuff and getting stared at mm-hmm. so i'm spending money man that's all you should see is green don't look mm-hmm. at what you think you see with my color and what the media has fed you to believe that i am because mm-hmm. whatever you're thinking trust me i'm not but the double standards that dictate how things play out that's what we got to deal with all the time because we can always go to in recent times the milestone we're at now is the January 6th insurrection. Mm-hmm. If that were us, if that were say, it say for a January 6th massacre. Yeah, massacre. We'll just keep it small. No, that, that's what it would have been if it was us. It would have been saying. a massacre. Yes. But let's keep it small. If it was just the four of us, right? they would have killed black people within a hundred mile radius just for the simple fact that they were black. And we represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and armed. Mm-hmm. Right, and mm-hmm. so the double standard is, because let me tell you, they just let some, some release some information about how disgusting and vile it got in there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, these people were uh-huh. urinating, feces, uh-huh. destructive, uh-huh. throwing furniture. They got into Nancy Pelosi's laptop. I mean, all these different things that if I just run from a police officer, I get shot in the back. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it gets tiresome, and I really want people to understand black people and whomever, whoever's coming into this country with their preconceived notions about what they think black people are, what they think, they think we're all hip hop and all this stupid stuff. I really want them to understand that we're none of that for the most part. Mm -hmm. That's like a small percentage of what you think you see, like whatever you're seeing on streaming or whatever you're seeing on social media, it's a very small percentage. Mm -hmm. Like we represent a much greater good than they can ever know, but we get vilified simply because of our skin. I tell my wife all the time, like, I will never understand in all my years how you could just look at somebody and they're automatically bad just for the tone of their skin. That just will never, it's not logic. And I think the ignorance of it and the stupidity of it all is more magnified now because we're in a social media world Mm -hmm. now. Everything's meta. So that it gets more magnified now, you know, and it just gets really tiresome and boring and it's, it's really square and lame, man, the mentality. But what I'm finding in, what resonated, the thought that resonated with me most the other day is the cowardice of racism is more amplified online. It's just that the, the, because cowards love to hide anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they get to say and and, throw a rock and hide their hands all the time, mm-hmm. man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easier and it's more fun to them now. And they think it's funny, you know. And I would admonish them, I would implore them to look at this type of video and understand that, hey, man, we're a lot smarter than what you think. You know, in our minds, we are dangerous people with our minds, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not sitting around with all the stupid little anecdotes and things they come up with, with who they think that we are. We're not that, Mm -hmm. but I do love brother, brother Martin's, his scope and his vision for, for peace in a a, a, a beautiful, peaceful world. 100%. Where little black boys and little white boys could walk hand in hand. I love that because, because that's the way it should be. That's how it should be. And and, and, and and even if it's a fantasy or if it's something that we could just hope to imagine for, it's still a beautiful dream to mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it unfortunately hasn't been afforded to us as a reality. 
It's just um, it's, it's it's a tragedy that we have to sit here in 2023 and know for a fact. Sixty years later. Sixty years later, that that's still a dream. Yeah. It really is still a dream, unfortunately and tragically. And I hate to say that, but that's just our experience. You you have to think that there's a driver behind that, right? Mm -hmm. There's an absolute driver behind that, and I'm not. And, and I, I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm just thinking, you know, just listening to you guys talk, man, just more and more. And I, I'm thinking like, okay, what is that driver? Why is it 2023 and we're still struggling with that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the civil rights movement of that time was in the 60s, 50s. You know what I'm saying? And why are we seeing these things right now? And you can't. You can't lie and say you don't see some of this stuff, right? Uh -huh. don't, don't be honest, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You do see this stuff, right? But I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, Martin Luther King had a dream, mm -hmm. right? And we know that it's not our reality, okay? But what can we do to move forward? Is it, is it, do we change? What, what has to be changed? Right. right. Do we have to change? I mean, and then we have to ask the question, why do I got to change? I'm not the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we do it? That's just a question. Mm -hmm. how, how, how do you how do you get it done? Mm -hmm. So ignore the devil. Yeah. I, I, and that's the driver. That's what I'm saying. And it, the, the thing is, it's like one thing that I'm careful of trying not to do is generalize. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, we don't want to think that that's what happens to us. Huh. Yeah, that's what happens to us. And that's and that's the that's the thing. I don't even that's happened to me. I want to be real within myself to know that there's another driver here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like how I'm thinking. There's a driver here yeah. that's causing people to be at odds with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to be mature enough to recognize that and not feed that. Mm. Not feed that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Malcolm X was brave enough to challenge. A, a group or a side mm -hmm. or a mentality. Mm -hmm. Now I don't think. See, I, I think. Uh, I think. See, from that side, and I'm not trying to talk for white people or anything. And you know, and I and I and I just me. I hate the term white, black, and all this. But we've just been placed in a society <laughs> that just labels it like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just labels that, and to me, that causes immaturity in a way. You know what I'm saying? That's just from my standpoint because we've been dropped in this environment. Where labels been placed upon us, you yeah. black man, you white man. It's like, come on, man. Okay, okay. I'm, I digress. All right, <laughs> I digress. You good, bro? Right, you good. So what I'm saying is, like, for us, when we recognize this immature level, and we, and I'm choosing not to generalize and put everybody in this bucket. Though, like you said, from another side, they're going to generalize us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to happen. You us. know. Yeah. We can't. We can't do it the same. You know, if that's the case, yeah. right? If that's the case. Yeah. And I just want to be honest like, with myself and be fair, uh -huh. right? And not to generalize everyone. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times people are given what to think. Yeah, true. A lot of times people are raised to think the way they think. Every time. Every, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I just got too many thoughts in my head, right? And I don't know. Go ahead, bro. I have two questions. Yeah, man. Number one, is Dr. King's dream, the dream that you just described of 
black children, white children, being able to live together in this country fully in peace and harmony? Is it just a dream or can it be a reality? Number one. And number two, if that is a if the if it can be a reality, is the pacifist approach the right approach to get there? I think it can be reality. I think in, in some ways it, it may already be. Um, but I think it just has to be normalized, really. I mean, I think his dream is is something that people in their hearts might want to want to exercise and see people of all walks of life, you know. But I just, I don't know, man. I'm, a, I'm of, a, of a mindset where we have to really, it's some things we really have to fight to ignore. And, and, and it's really, it's a lot to that, what you, what you asking, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because the pacifist approach See, man, I love, for me, I love the idea of just love conquers all, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's too romantic or whatever, but I, I, I love the idea of that because if you really think about it, if we just keep to ourselves, love our black women, love our children, and focus on that, no distractions, none whatsoever, I think we can win. I really do. Because there's so much power that resonates just with that, but you can't let nobody in, you know? And if I'm being real and really honest, the generalizations just don't work. I mean, because I got people that don't look like me that I, I love and respect. They, sure. don't, they, mm -hmm. they, they don't look nothing like 100%. me. One hundred percent. And so we we can't afford ourselves to be general about everything. We just can't, even though it gets placed on us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had people look at me and just frown. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything. You just mm -hmm. frowning at me. So, you know, but Dr. King's dream, I think it, it really can't happen, but we have to be constant and consistent in how we attack certain ideals that come our way. So, mm -hmm. so when I said ignore the devil, mm -hmm. it's a lot to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if you let the devil win, he's going to have fun. I think we're at the point he's now where, yeah, I think we're at the point now, man, with the whole racist thing, mm -hmm. the people that, that back that are just having fun, man. And they just love seeing our response. They're just mm -hmm. toying with us. So, and then we reduce our power and we reduce ourselves by responding. See, me, I'm not going to even respond, you know, and, you know, I'm going to just keep moving forward. And I, I don't think that's being pacifist. That's more so saying, hey, I don't even see you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want to attack me physically, then we got a problem. But if you just want to call me the N-word or something or be disrespectful or ignore me, hey, we just, I'm going I'm to position myself where we're just not going to be around each other anymore. You know, um, that's one aspect of it. There's a lot more going on there, but... Mm -hmm. I think we need to focus on what we do with our money and our wealth and our finances and how we, because that's where the real power is. And that's what only certain groups see. That's what they see us as. They see us as a dollar sign. So that's our power. That's our voice. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a millionaire, billionaire, I'm going to look for businesses that I can get behind, you know, in a certain way. Um, that's power. That's a voice, you know, but the key is walking hand in hand. I think that can be a reality. I think in some pockets that may be a reality. Is that where we should go? What the kids thing? All yeah, the the hand in hand thing. Is that is that where we should even be aiming for? I don't always see how it benefits us, um, but I think ultimately, I think it just maybe helps for the greater good. I don't know, man. I can't really speak to it. I mean, I think it's been attempted many times throughout mm -hmm. history, and it mm -hmm. just it's not working because. You cannot change the hearts of men. Some men's hearts are so dark and twisted. I mean, there's a level of darkness out there, dude, that we can't even, it's not even, we, it's like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you can't climb. The level of dark, you can't even yeah. track it. Right, right. And so given that, 
that X factor, that gray area of darkness, mm-hmm. the love that I'm talking about, I don't know if it can really tap into that. Mm-hmm. So, so I can't really speak to that, that level of darkness, that level of wickedness, man. There's people out here doing stuff and I be watching, I consume way too much with the documentaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's people doing stuff out here, man. Yeah. Then I'm like, you're not human. You can't be human. So I can't speak to something that's non-human mm-hmm. that has a darkness in their heart. But what I can speak to is, and when we talk about Dr. King's dream, as people that definitely can see a benefit to a better thing, mm-hmm. like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you see a benefit, any benefit at all, if you see a benefit to it, let's talk. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you want to be twisted and you want your heart to be dark, then I can't I can't really mess with you. I mean, what do you think about that, G? I, I really want to... I, I, I actually got thought on that, but okay, I, okay, okay. I want to hear what get. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, number one, I think that that's the dark, doctor, we got to be clear, that's Dr. Martin Luther King's dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have a dream. Mm-hmm. He has a dream. That's his dream. And and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, all blacks need to stick together, all whites need to stick together, all this. I'm not saying that either, right? I'm not saying that I disagree with his dream or anything like that. Okay. But I have a greater placement for truth, right? Understanding, not saying that he's a truth or any of us. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that right now. My desire is after truth, right? And recognize if that wicked one, that darkness is there. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because even if you hold in hands, that doesn't tell you or deviate that this darkness is not going to be there also. Exactly. That eventually yeah. festers yeah. up. Infiltrators. And, infiltrate. Yeah. Dude, you're going to always have, just like the civil rights. Civil rights <clears> movement <throat> had infiltrators. Mm-hmm. In any movement of good, there is a there is a point in time where man, even the Black Panther movement, the Black Panther movement started pretty good at first, but there were infiltrators. The um Huey P. Newton told you right off back. He says that our goals was 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 this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then so people started coming with us because they can carry a gun and wear a beret. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That was all your. That's all they cared. So you're gonna have people um, that they care about the. The uh, how can I say it? They care about the trappings of a thing, yeah. but they oh, don't yeah. care about the purpose of something yeah. Yeah. across the board. You know what I'm saying? So when we understand that that's Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, so to speak, mm-hmm. I think we have to consider and say, okay, I recognize, I respect his dream, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's my dream. That's a yeah. good idea. Mm-hmm. And trust me, people, I'm not talking about I'm against his dream at all. Yeah. What I'm saying that we have to step back and think about, consider my actions, my yeah. responses, how I have to manage my thoughts my dreams, my passions, and different things like that. Yeah, yeah. Even, like you said, the passiveness, right? Being passive, if anything, a person that's passive, I feel like I'm a, a very passive individual, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> With that in mind, right? Al, you said something spot on. You said you said um, about if someone does call you this, that, and I'm just paraphrasing what you said, right? You said that one of the biggest things is probably have to ignore the thing and move forward. Not meaning that you're weak or you you don't care. It's just that I'm going to be greater than the situation. Yeah. You said I will be, I choose, and it's my choice. Yeah. And that's the big part is that I have a choice to respond in negativity or have a, a, a choice to respond positively, right? Yeah. But sometimes your positive response may look negative and your negative response may look positive. Yeah. You ever notice that? 
Because a lot of times, once again, let's go back to Malcolm X. Though Malcolm X was actually talking something positive mm -hmm. from a different standpoint, mm -hmm. it was negative. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You couldn't win. He couldn't win. And guess what happened to Malcolm X anyway? His own people killed him. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, like, that goes down the line if you go down history. I'm getting excited. So. No, you could. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just saying that it doesn't matter if you're aggressive, if you're passive. You're going to see your end for what you stand for. <clears throat> yeah. Once someone disagrees wow. yeah. with how you believe or your thought process, even your individuality, so to speak, of good, true good, you're going to have some haters, hecklers, and someone that wants to devalue mm -hmm. what you have. You know what I'm saying? So just as a, as a closing from my statement of, mm -hmm. of I, you know, um, for the dream, I believe that's Martin Luther King's dream, which is a very, very good dream, right? But I think that our dream should be greater. I think our, our dream should be very, very greater. You know what I'm saying? Is, is, is when you walk with that person hand in hand, another ethnicity or whatnot, you know, that I don't recognize you as a color. I don't. I look at you greater as a human. You see what I'm saying? I, I look at you as a blood that when I get cut, you have the same color that I have, right? Understanding that there can be situations that arise. But you know what? I said in my haste, all men are liars. I will not allow any thought in my mind to detour my path of good thinking towards my neighbor. Love my neighbor as myself, man. That's how I look at it, man. Let's take it a step further, man. You know, but that's my thoughts. This is my thought, man. <clears throat> Elder. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> it's a rough one, man. It is, man. It yeah, is. I mean, you gotta speak truth to power, bro. I mean, yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, Come with the heat, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all here for it, bro. The human condition is just it's just messed up, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> even outside of color lines, you look at the things that we do to each other. Uh, it's just we're a flawed race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you mentioned that he had a dream. It's not a dream everybody shares. It's that, that his dream is some people's nightmare. You're never going to have yeah. any idea man. that can be universally accepted it's not possible mm -hmm. we're too different and in in some ways right too self persevering and we see threats sometimes where they're not or we believe somebody telling us there's a threat somewhere where it's not yeah mm -hmm. yeah and as long as there's people out there like that you'll never have the kind of unity universal unity that he dreamed of mm -hmm. just the reality of it is 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 it possible? It's possible if you eliminate certain types of mentalities mm -hmm. from human beings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Until you get rid of those mentalities, it's not possible. Yeah. And um, the pacifist part of it, I'm 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 very very big on and talk to my kids about it a lot too. On if you get somebody that says something to you or doesn't like you, you have to be very careful about letting those people manipulate you or put you in a situation to respond and they're trying to like pull you know they're trying to work you like a puppet mm -hmm. so you have to be very careful not to let somebody else's actions dictate your response that yes. you wouldn't normally have for yourself mm -hmm. yeah. there's a limit to that mm -hmm. there's a limit to that in my mind because um i don't think a pacifist approach ever works with a violent oppressive regime 
Mm-hmm. Period. No 100%. exceptions. No exceptions. Hundred percent. As far as achieving a view of equality or fair treatment, mm-hmm. you cannot have a pacifist approach with a violent oppressive regime and get the result that the pacifist group wants, mm-hmm. or at least not to the extent that they want. It's just not possible because they don't speak that language. Mm-hmm. It's like me trying to go to a different country that has no knowledge, has never heard anybody speak English, and I'm trying to speak to them to get them to all speak English. It's not going to happen. It's not the language that they speak. Mm-hmm. So if, if everybody, again, if you were to get rid of or address or work on certain mentalities, yeah, it's possible. But that saying we, we hear in movies all the time, some men just want to watch the world burn, is, is very, very true. Definitely. And again, I think that America <laughs> is not a pacifist country. Mm-hmm. I don't think a pacifist approach for us getting fair treatment is going to work, mm-hmm. which is why I think Malcolm and the Black Panthers' effect is, in my mind, what led to the success we have today as far as civil rights. In my mind, as much as I love and respect the, and honor the vision of Martin Luther King, I think that the effect we have today is because when they saw people like Malcolm and Black Panthers grabbing guns and they knew that that was the other extreme they'd have to answer for if they didn't succumb to what Martin was asking for. That's what I think made the real difference. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person, and again, it's, it's conditional. And I'm okay with that being conditional because, again, it's, it's very hard to have these absolute truths where no matter what happens, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It depends on what you're talking about. I'm a pacifist. I want to be peaceful as much as possible. You threaten my family. I don't like to have other people be able to dictate my responses to certain things. But if you threaten somebody I want to take care of and I want to protect, I'm not going to be a pacifist towards you. Mm-hmm. And if people recognize that. That's that mutually assured destruction. We talk about like mm-hmm. U.S. and Russia both have all these nukes and have the ability to destroy the world by themselves. Right. But the fact that they have this check of this other country that if I push the button, they're going to push the button. Mm-hmm. And if I kill most of their population, they're going to do the same to my population. And that thing does what? It keeps these two violent nations mm-hmm. known for violence worldwide. Nobody has any question whether or not America or Russia has any has any uh, reservations about showing violence towards anybody, including their own citizens. Mm. But that mutually assured destruction keeps their fingers off of the red button. So I don't want to be a pacifist. But if I know if I am a pacifist to a violent oppressor, I'm I'm going to get run over and I'm not willing to let my people that I want to protect get run over because I'm trying to hold to an idea that can't be possible possible if the group I'm trying to appeal to doesn't have the same mentality that I do. Mm-hmm. So I like to be a pacifist, and it's like, will you allow me to be? Mm-hmm. If you allow me to be, I'll be a pacifist. But the second that I see that they're willing to bring violence, I'm I don't I don't I'm not of the mindset anymore that it's just for us to just lay down and take it yeah. because we're gonna get it. Yeah. If we're if we're willing to lay down and accept it, that's what we're going to get. And I think that hopefully. The thought of, and this is why, you know, again, I'm saying uh, you have to have this mentality and let them know that you're willing to go to that extent because America and Russia haven't lobbed nukes at each other. Mm-hmm. What? They know, they believe, if I push that button, somebody on their side is going to push the button too. No, ad, no, no action has been exchanged. There's been a cold war. There's been deaths. There's been murders and killings and things like that. There's been little f- shots fired back and forth here and there. But they haven't had nuclear war because they know if I push that button, he's going to push the button. Yeah. So that sometimes is deterrence enough. You point a gun in my direction. I'm pointing one back in your direction, too. Yeah. And hopefully that'll be enough to make sure peace can ensue. Yeah. 
but a conversation has to be had. Because I have um, I have a lot of white family members, not not a few, not a handful. I have a lot of yeah. white family members that I see almost every holiday. Yeah. And I love them, and they love me. Yeah. And the start of some of those relationships were what kept me from going full board militant because where I grew up and how bad racism was there, I did have that mentality. Right. Yeah. But seeing them be able to embrace me and break that mold that I had seen for seven years when I was up north mm-hmm. made me realize, okay, I can't I can't be like you said, I can't generalize even though I'm gonna be generalized by some people, right. Right. I can't yeah. generalize everybody can't else. Because if everybody that looked like my family members acted like my family members, I don't think we'd have this. We wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Right. So it's not about it's not about everybody, right. but there are some, right. and especially there's some that's in power. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the one. It's the fact that we allow people to be in power that have these mindsets, and we allow them to lie and to cover and to be hypocritical when right. it's so obvious what they think yeah. and what they're trying to do. We allow them to tiptoe around and make these little foolish statements to act like that's not what it is. Yeah. So it's it's a it's it's about, you know, it's, it's again it's too conditional. There's no single answer that's just gonna fit everything. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's conditional. Get rid of certain mindsets, get people to be because where where I'm encouraged is and again this is where this is my own mindset and where I, I, I know I deviate from a lot of people. I think that um the negativity that persists right now, especially when it comes to Racial identity and national identity, I think, tracks back to the biblical event of Babylon, the Tower of Babylon. So I think that his dream, I believe, was once there. Right. And that's that's where I say the mindset has to be addressed, because I think that what happened there was using a mindset of setting a person against another person because they look different or they have some other pronounced difference, whatever it is from you. That's where I think a lot of that started. And I think humanity before that was cohesive and getting along. And again, we're, we have this mindset where you know, we, we are prone to violence. I'm not saying it was all rainbows and butterflies back then. But I think for the most part, we were acting in unity. And I think that it was a, a, a negative mindset and, and per, perpetuating that, that negative mindset that's led us to where we are today. So I think it was possible. I think there was a time where, for the most part, we didn't judge each other based on things like that. Mm. And I think it's possible to get there again. But the, but again, it's it's the reason why it's a mindset thing is because that's what was used to push these things. Yeah. The divisions that have been put there have been put there by people's mindsets. Yeah. You know how many how many people come and go to work and don't live any kind of you know life that's that's worth reporting on the news that live in the hood. You get a few stories of a few people that are killing, but you got millions of people that are going back and forth to those same members every day. They wake up at five o'clock in the morning when everybody else does that are at work all day long when everybody else is. And you got these few people that go and do these things and they're the ones that happen to make the news. You know how many non-newsworthy citizens live in those neighborhoods that just that just aren't making any kind of ruckus and aren't making any kind of noise that's right. worth reporting on? That's the majority. That's what's mostly in there. Right. But you go and you parade those few negative, you know, negative instances up there, and then it sets this mindset off. So people people have to work on their mind too much. That's you know what I mean? And that's and that's the problem. Like we said, whatever the influence is that makes people embrace these negative mindsets about other people, just because they're different than you, until we stop that, it's not going to get better. Until we yeah. stop that, the dream isn't a reality. I agree. And the fact that. They, certain people wouldn't dare want to change trade places with us. That lets you know right there that they know what's going on and they're complicit. 
You know what I'm saying? We sit in a room like this, just like Jane Elliott, yep. but you trade places. Exactly. Nobody said anything. Exactly. That lets you know all day. They know what's going they on know exactly all what's the time, on. and they yep. benefit from it. Yep. And I think their biggest fear is is that the sins of their parents, they don't want that to catch up with them. Yeah. See what I'm yeah. saying? And so yep. it, it just gets really annoying because we want to live a life of peace. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dr. King wanted peace. He wanted peace for him and his family. And like you said, we lay down, we're going to get it. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? That's why I respect Brother Malcolm for that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you, I, I do agree that he was the change agent yes. that, that kicked everything forward, yes. unfortunately. I mean, that's just how we, cause, because what he did is hold the mirror up. He was speaking to a society that he lived in. He, he spoke their language, too. He spoke though. their language. Him sitting there with the rifle. You never yes. would have seen Martin doing that. Him right. sitting there with the rifle in his window to protect his family yep. is the language they recognize. There you go. The pacifist language isn't as much as as much as that's where we need to be. Right. That is the ideal state, a thousand percent, no questions. Right. But when you're dealing with somebody that has a base mindset, they don't speak that language. Right. If they don't speak love and they don't speak pacifist, you have to you have to show them that you're willing to match their savagery. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the and hopefully you can just by the show of your willingness to match it results in nothing happening and, right. and peace being able to ensue. Mm -hmm. But until you have a people that have a mindset not to be oppressive, not to be violent, not to be, you know, uh, uh, working the way a lot of this country has for a lot of its history. Yeah. You have to get rid of that mindset first. Right. That's the only language that they speak. Oh. But what you said, too, is important. We have to make sure that people understand that we're not looking to make anybody pay for the sins of their father. Right. We're not. And we're not the savages, though. No. That's no. the thing is. Right. I mean, someone gets projected on us. And we're absolutely 100% not the savage. Right. My right. father, my grandfather, right. my people, they're not savages. Absolutely. I don't come from any bloodline of savages, of absolutely. animals, no murderers. Right. None of that. Right. But yet and still, walk down the street, get yep. frowned upon. Yep. You know, I got people all the time spitting in my path. I'm mm -hmm. like, what is that about? Somebody mm -hmm. explain that to me in the audience. Like, mm -hmm. what is it about a certain group that wants to spit in my path as I walk? I mm -hmm. would never do that to anybody. Mm -hmm. But that's savagery, though. Right. So right. I know I'm not a savage because savagery has happened upon me and very poor behavior, very poor public behavior. Right. And so my thing is, is that we know the truth of what's going on. Right. We know it all day. They know it, too. But right. Let's start talking truth because that's the solution. That's how we move forward. Everybody got to stop lying yeah. across the board. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> got to stop lying. That has to happen. Agreement. Absolutely. Yeah, ignore the devil. Absolutely. Because the devil's having fun. Right. And just really move forward with the honest, like, everybody just be honest and say, we all know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. We all know who's happy, who gets to travel and, and benefit from all the trappings and all the getting fat off of everything in for life. For sure. While, you know, another group is just always working right. and just right. getting by till they die. Right. You know? right. You know, so that's that's my thing about it. It's just so annoying at this yeah. point, man. Like, yeah, it is. to me, it's more <laughs> right. of an annoyance right. to deal with this old, rotten, played out mentality right. of this, the, elitist, the elitist over here, and then you guys are kind of down here. Right. You know, right. or I can't walk down the street. You won't move out of my way. Right. I can't look in your eyes. Right. You know, all that boring, lame, right. Right. old mentality, mm -hmm. like that rotted mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody got time for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure. we for have sure. to see ourselves beyond those situations. Right. I think that's how we move forward. Right. right. So if somebody wants to step to you and call you the N-word, it's like, you know what? I could respond, but I see myself beyond this. Yeah. So that really don't affect me. As a matter of fact, I laugh at you and I feel sorry for you and your family because that's what you embrace. That low end mindset, you know, that underbelly mindset. Like me personally, I see myself past all right, mm -hmm. right, all the time. Anytime I could see myself past, I have so much to be grateful for. So many other things to look forward to. 
that kind of stuff. It's not not that I'm like a happy guy mm-hmm. all the time or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to see yourself past a, a current moment in mm-hmm. time that's really just a vapor. Absolutely, know? absolutely. And I think that's if, if, if life is just a series of moments, right? You got to pick and choose the moments that you want to pay attention to and the right. ones you don't. Right. Now historically, we got a lot of moments that are negative, right. obviously, right? Right. But in that, we do have some good. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's take and magnify that. Mm-hmm. Don't let the media feed you the magnifications they want to magnify. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff that gets played up, a lot of stuff that gets played down. Mm-hmm. January 6th got played down. Right. I mean, come on. Absolutely. And still everything to this day is. Still yes. to this day. That yes. got played down. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, George Floyd being slightly inebriated, that's what some people still want to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he just comply? Mm-hmm. That's a big discussion. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. Are you right. serious? Right. So right. that's the kind of stuff that I think is ignorant, is boring, is lame, is tired. It's, it's just, I'm tired of it, man. Right. I mean, right. and I want the world to know that. It's like, we're tired of that. Matter of fact, just leave us alone. And we're going to figure this thing out yeah. on our own. Yeah, we that's be- honestly how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Because we're figuring it out right, right. now. Right. So yeah. I'm just tired of the lame, boring stuff. Like, the whole, you know, infrastructure, you know, that thinks that they're elite, it's boring, tired, lame, it's dying. Right. And they know it. Right. They don't want it to. It's, right. it's too many conveniences. It's a lot of fun at the conveniences that they've lived off mm-hmm. of that for many decades. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's dying. They know that we're tired and we're bored of it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try and continue to do vices and traps to manipulate our minds and, and our emotions and things. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we have to say, wait a minute, you're not going to manipulate me. Right. And even generalizations, right. we can't allow ourselves to be generalizing anything right. because... That's what gets done to us. Yeah. And it's not reality. It's not reality. It's we not. can't afford to do that. Because mm-hmm. like you said, we have people that, you know, like white family mm-hmm. members, white friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I got white friends and I'm I love, man. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. they're good people. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. that that right there, my discussion would always be, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm not That's talking right. about y'all at all. <laughs> That's right, You're right. I'm not talking about y'all at all. We're yeah. talking about a system here yes. that we're all under. Yeah. And we all don't a lot of us don't like. Yeah. You know? So just we have to be the fair thinking ones. We have to bigger, be the bigger people all the time. And I mm-hmm. think I want to believe in my heart. That's really what Dr. King was like. I'm going to just be the bigger person here. I, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to operate out of love. So. You know, I got to, you know, because I'm dealing with animals. I'm dealing with savages. Yeah. You know, and I know my time is coming. Yeah. So let me just do what I can. Spread the love. Spread the gospel the best that I can while yes. I'm here. Yes. Because I'm going to be gone soon. Yeah. That's what I see in the mountaintop. Well. Yeah. I'm about to die. So right. I'm going to tell y'all. Please love each other. Right, right. Please. I mean, if the best that you can because hate is coming. Yeah. Evil's coming. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen the mountaintop, you know, try and get your money together. You know, some right. other things that right. he was talking about that we don't, we don't get to hear. Yes, it was. But, yep. you know, it, yep. they, they, the evil evil did what it did there. Yeah. It did what it did to Brother Malcolm. Right. And right. so now we're left here, right. the children of all that. Yep. And we just got to figure it out. That's right. And I mean, I think we there. But we have to, it's some things we just going to have to ignore, man, because it's just yeah. so stupid. And and I, and I think they're worth ignoring. Yeah, right? it's just because, so dumb, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. some of the stuff is so lame. It is. You're it like, is. come on, man, you want yeah. me to respond to that? Right, so, right. Yeah. And I, and I want to reiterate that point, too, because I know in, in all the stuff I was saying, and I'm, I'm going to shut up after this, no, but in all no, the no, stuff no. I'm saying, love love does have to be the overriding and the prevailing. It must be. It's it's, I, it's it hard to. to sometimes. It is. It is. Because if somebody spits in your face, I mean, you're not going to be like, hey, I love you, any babe, brother, I love, you know, I'm not doing that, man. But the reality is, is that you have to just walk in love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If, you be, if you become, if you get attacked or if somebody spit in your face, Okay, you deal with that situation as it is, but still see yourself past it. Yeah, yeah. But you have to just walk in love because if we allow ourselves to become consumed by some of the thoughts that we have, we can get real jaded real mm-hmm. quick. I mean, let's mm-hmm. all agree. Like, we can mm-hmm. become really jaded sure. really sure. fast. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm saying. The, the, that's the goal of love. Yes. Is to say, hey, I'm going to allow my mind to embrace that because that's what's going to protect you. Yes. That's going to protect you from me. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why I have to operate. Mm-hmm. That's what Brother mm-hmm. Malcolm, you know, ultimately that's just like, hey, I'm trying to protect you here. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to just be mm-hmm. loving and be kind. Right. Because just like you can pull the trigger, so can I. Right. I mean, right. I can buy a thousand guns with right. a million bullets. Right. That's not right. the thing here. That it's doesn't solve it. I mean, what are we going to just make each other extinct? Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, love has to be real, man. It has to, man. It ha- I mean, because there's so much hate, dark and dying. Yeah. It's self-hate. It's generational hate. It's people hating one another. It's husbands hating wives, parents hating children. So hate is pretty popular, mm-hmm. right? So why not just say, hey, you know what? <laughs> Why not be one of the people that say, I'm going to just try love. Why not? Mm-hmm. What do I have to lose by loving my brother? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even my brother that may have done me dirty. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I'm going to give you a pass and I'm going to love you anyway. Mm-hmm. Keep doing me dirty. You ain't going to see me again, mm-hmm. but I love you anyway. Right. Right. Um, It's difficult, man. It's a, it's a complicated web of emotions to maneuver. It is. That's we're this. always stuck with holding that back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what else do we have? I mean, That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. We yeah. can handle it, but yeah. So, I think uh, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're good, man. They they're over there thinking though, which which yeah. uh, oh, the boys no, are turning. I mean, yeah. no, that's a lot. That's a lot to say. You go ahead, bro. I'm good. Yeah, it's a lot. To say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we can start recording. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. What time is it? It's uh, seven twenty six. I love you. Man, it's early. You said what? I said I love love. See, I, that's I think real, a lot though. of times, I think I mean, that's real. I, I think love. Sometimes we don't know what love look like. Sometimes, mm-hmm. as Absolutely. well, because a lot of times people think that love is weakness, and it's not. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Love. It takes strength to love. For right? sure. It For really sure. does. For sure. And the thing is, is um, the more like once again, like, and I'm just go back to to I will say my comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. when, when I look at scripture now, like I didn't, I never looked at the word of God when I was young. Mm-hmm. Never, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was in my twenties to start reading about, and I'm going to tell you that not until the last maybe three or four years, I really, really started getting serious uh-huh. about understanding yeah. what I was reading, you know, yeah. for, I'm going to tell you the truth. Another truth is a lot of the times that I was reading scripture, I think I was reading for other people and not for myself. You that's know what I'm saying? Real. It's wow, a facade. That's, that's real, bro. Yeah, I, I never heard anybody say that. It was a facade, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but thanks be to God, like seriously, man, that God challenged me. Uh, you see what I'm saying? And that's the biggest thing. He put my back against the wall to really understand who he was. Yeah. Because I was, I was understanding God through the eyes of man uh-huh. and not through him. Right. And I think that that's the key. I sure. think that's the really key. And 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 once again, to to hear Martin Luther King say that I'm I've I've seen the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Right. He knew he was a dead man. Right. He uh, knew it. Yeah. He knew his day. His days were few. Yeah. Are we able to accept what he said at that time? Can you just imagine this man being there, a front in front of sixty thousand people plus? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, at the Capitol, right? And he's saying this beautiful piece, this speech, and he walks off the stage, knowing him, knowing, but everybody else around him, maybe a couple of people, put a couple of agents there, knew they was going to take him out, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think 
his days were numbered, right? It's never and, nothing happened in this country that an outspoken had, black man didn't get executed for something like that. Yeah, so man. Sure. Or, or, or a supportive white man. Like, it's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a supportive white man, a woman. Yep. You know, they got oh, yeah. beat, man. That's a lot true. of them got yeah, beat, man. That's true. Yeah. So that's the thing, like, what you're saying, like, and I think that it's very important that you said this, Al, you know, the generalization. You've got white friends and, and family members and all of us do or whatnot. And we're not talking about them. There's a system here yeah. that's been... Uh, strategically put in place that we got to recognize. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it wants us to yeah. gnash at each other and tear yeah, each other yeah, apart. Yeah, man. That system yeah, wants us yeah. to destroy one another in race, in house, out of house. They wants us to destroy yeah. each other. It, it's really all the powerful against everybody else, but they, they use race as the means of keeping oh, us so distracted it. at the lower level that we can't even realize that it's really class warfare. It is. It's the top against the bottom. It is. But they're going to keep telling us, okay, in the bottom, you got this group, you got that group, they're your enemy, they're your enemy, and you all fight amongst yourselves so you yeah. don't realize what's going on in the background. So that's the reality of it, and that's why I'm saying love has to prevail. You get those few people yes. that are in power to step down, not trying to punish them, not trying to do anything else, get them out of the way, yeah. get the sheep that just follow wherever you will that makes them so powerful to stop. Yeah. And we can start talking about having a meaningful dialogue I and agree. really letting love prevail and let that dream become a reality. But there is there is a threat in that dream right now. Yeah. There's a threat in that dream. If yeah. you send your children that are in a pacifist mindset out to the wolves, they will be devoured, period, yeah. Yeah. period. Now, if you're okay with that, if that serves some purpose to you, yeah. that's what it is. So I got right? a question for yeah. you. How does that look? Like, what, so, what so you send them, you send them to the wolves, and they get devoured. How does that look? I mean, right? it's, it's so you you want to make sure it's not it's not coming to that situation, right? right? right. Because you don't you don't want to send your kids off to a situation like that. You want to protect right, right, them. Right, right. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm saying. It's like there there is a threat that. A, the threat to the dream that the insurrection can happen and be, you know, oh, it was just people were mad or people, you know, oh, it was justified because the election was rigged and everything else and all these excuses, you know what I'm saying? Whereas if it was us, it'd have been every every black person in attendance would have been gunned down, right? There is a threat to that dream because there's people out there who haven't embraced the dream and don't believe in it or don't want it. Yeah. Don't want it, right? So you have to have there's conditions. You got to have some kind of balance to all of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and without having that balance, there there's there's danger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we want to, we want everything to be peaceful and, and kind of everything else, but that's that's really the 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 main point behind it is that it's really it's really all fed by class warfare. It it's is. really not racial at 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 the at the end of the day the real world heart of the problem is not race. It's the people at the top that are telling us that it's black versus white and people that don't think enough for themselves that feed into the narrative. That's the problem. So that goes back to what I was saying, the driver. Yeah. Remember I was saying yeah. that I was like there's got to be a driver there and now I'm glad you brought that up. That's yeah. very that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's that's something that we really need to consider every time. Because you got rich white people yeah. who look at poor white people as the I same know, as us. I They're beneath they them. Do, they yeah. But in order for them to maintain what they have, they got to keep us at each other's throats. So yeah. you got news yeah. media networks that fit, that fit on one side versus the other side and keep feeding this narrative of this is your enemy next door to you when you don't realize it's really at the seat of power. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and if people can get past that and realize that the person next to me, black or white, that's next to me, is next to me for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we'd be better off. Like people don't think for themselves.